Welcome to the First Love Church. We invite you to have an encounter with the Word of God as you listen to this message preached by Episcopal Sister Joy Felipe Bruce. Sister Joy is a daughter of Bishop Dyke Hewitt Mills and currently pastors the Ideasi branch of the First Love Church, a thriving church with young, energetic people full of first love for the Lord. She's also a Macarius minister under the Dyke Hewitt Mills Ministry Office and travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences taking the books of Bishop Dyke Hewitt Mills to the nations. We believe this message will empower, equip, and give direction for your life. Now listen to Sister Joy Felipe Bruce. Please help me welcome Mary Texan to come and share her powerful testimony. Please encourage her, she's coming. We overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. We overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the words of our testimony. Tell us what the Lord has done for you. Thank you. Please, my name is Mary Texan. And, okay. In the latter, my testimony is about how God delivered my roommates and I from gas, fire, explosion. So, in the latter part of last semester, I mean, during the vacation, one night, I wanted to make something small as I was there relaxing and then trying to watch some videos. I was... <laughs> no, please clarify. Is it movies or like, you know, preaching videos? <laughs> we have <videos>. to understand. <laughs> Normal videos. Normal videos. Yes. Wow. So, I was actually very tired. I was so tired from a please, stressful please, day. Please. I was very, very tired, and actually, instead of sleeping, I, I wanted to stay awake. So I was making something hot on the gas fire, and then I was waiting for it to get ready before I realized I was, I was asleep with my roommates. We are four in a room. We are all from First Lab. Yes. So. Because I slept not long before the fire started, I mean, the gas, the thing was ready and then it even burnt it up, but I was asleep. So, my roommate who was sleeping on the top bed, you know, because of the diffusion of the smoke from the... Hey! From the take your time. Take, 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 take your time. Take your time. You can easily confuse the students here. <laughs> Be, because, because... She was lying on the top bed. She was the first person to sense the smoke coming from the kitchen. Before those of us on the ground, on the down bed, sensed it. So she woke up, not knowing the whole kitchen was full of smoke. She couldn't do anything about it. And she was so very scared. Like, then she woke one of the one lying on the down bed, she woke her up. And she was bold enough, she went through the smoke. And then she put up the gas. Yes. She's called patient. She went through the smoke and she put up the gas and then everything came down. All along, I was just there. I was asleep. I didn't even know. How many of you agree with me that this girl, she needs some lashes? <laughs> I actually need some lashes, yes. So they woke me up and then, I mean, small facing, which I received it in good faith. But all along, I thank God so much that he, I mean, he dispatched his angels to come and wake 
some people have said that they will take care of the situation. If I was the only one in the room, I mean, it would have been bad. Yes. I thank God so much. And then I want to encourage us to be listening to our prophet's messages and his prayers. Because he prays for us that we are not going to die by fire. I believe his prayers was activated that night and then nothing fatal happened. I thank God so much. Oh, put your hands together for such a powerful testimony. Hallelujah. Amen. Please put your hands together for Pearl.
Blessing, amen. Please, at this point, no movement. Please settle down. Everybody should settle down because we've got into the most important part of the service. Amen. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 11, that the words of the wise are like gods and nails, and they are fastened by the masters of the assembly. And all these words come from one shepherd. In this church, the Lord has blessed us with an anointed shepherd to feed us with knowledge and understanding. And I believe that this morning, the Lord has given her a message with your name on it. If you believe in miracles, if you believe in this blessing, help me welcome Episcopal Sister Joy Philippe. Oh, first love, I can feel you. Just bow down your head this morning or this afternoon. 
ask the Lord to speak to you. Ask him to say something to you that will help you and that will take you further, both in your life and in your work for him. Father, we are so grateful. Thank you for another Sunday in your presence. I pray that you will meet each one of us at our point of need. I pray that your word will seep into our spirit. And may we be blessed because we came. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Take your seat. Hallelujah. Are you glad to be in church? Well, I think that kids have given us a very nice... The first lovelets have given us a very nice Sunday. Oh, if you are clapping, clap. The fact that you were not inside. Hallelujah. Amen. Wow. Ask your neighbor, neighbor, I didn't see you clapping. Are you jealous or exactly what, uh, what exactly is doing you? Hallelujah. So this is our Sunday service. Amen. When you come to church and the word of God is being preached, it's in your interest to pay attention. Amen. Allow me to say it because there are some of us who, you know, I don't know how you came. Maybe somebody just brought you. Someone just invited you. You may not have had a culture of church going. And it's important that you learn how to behave. The Bible says how you ought to behave in the house of God. Amen. So that's for those of us who are new. Now, for those of us who are old, we shouldn't also get to the place where we are so familiar with God. That just because he has not struck us dead, it means he doesn't mind. Uh-huh. He's just in play-on mode. You get it? Just, just, yeah, play-on mode. But it doesn't mean that he likes it. Is that okay? Hello? Now, I'm saying this because the Word of God, there's so much power in it, and there's so much help in it. And I keep on meeting on an almost everyday basis. I keep on having people coming to seek counsel, asking for help, and they are asking for help about things that have been spoken about in church. Are you getting me? And so I realized that when the issue was being addressed in church, you were chatting with your neighbor, you were sleeping, or you were just, you know, some of you, your face is so vacant that it makes me want to come and ask you, is your screensaver on? Are you there? Is anybody home? Ask your neighbor, anybody home? Is there somebody in there? Yeah. You know, you can get a very blank stare, you know, like, like. It's like there's nobody home. Please look at your neighbor's face. Ask your neighbor, is somebody there? Does your neighbor look like there's somebody home? This side, is there somebody there? Is somebody inside? Is somebody alive and awake? Amen. When you are watching, uh, what? Something. That one, you are awake, you are alert. When you are watching football, you are awake and alert. Meanwhile, when you finish screaming over the goal, it does absolutely nothing for you. It's just a moment of screaming. But the word of God, the Bible says that it is sharp. It says it is quick, it is sharp sharper than any two-edged sword. Then it says, it is able to divide in between your soul and your spirit. 
Physically, we cannot distinguish the same. Them. Your soul and your spirit. Some people are looking at me. What's the difference? <laughs> when you die, your spirit has gone home. But your soul is where your emotions are. It's part of you. That's why when you get a broken heart, you say that your heart is broken. But if we go and check your physical heart, it's there, pepe, pepe. It's beating. No problem. But seriously and truly, your heart is broken. You can even fall sick. People even die from it. So there's a soul and there's a spirit. And you see, that place, eh, nobody can reach there. When something is wrong in your soul, your spirit, nobody can reach there. Only God. And one of the ways by which he reaches there is by the word. Then when the word is coming, something has bruised your soul. Something has hurt your soul. But when the word is coming to patch it up, to heal it, to encourage it, you are busy doing things. Are you there? Me, mom, when I'm sitting in church and I'm listening to the word and you talk to me, I classify you as Satan. Cry. Oh, cry. I classify you as an agent Satan has planned to use to disturb me. No, it's true. It's true. I don't joke with it at all. I don't joke with it at all because it is a very effective weapon that the devil has to make you not hear the word so that what it was that will come to you and what it was that will heal you, you won't receive it. What will encourage you? see, when the word of God encourages you, you are encouraged in a way you cry, you can't describe it. It's from your somewhere. Tell your neighbor, my somewhere, my <laughs> lady Reverend Humi describes it as my in, or it was chief who used to describe it like that. My in, your somewhere. But you now, you know that. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And so the word of God, it is truth. It is life. So don't joke. Don't joke. In our religious society, we are religious. Our speech is religious. Our conduct is religious. But that is not the real thing. Do you understand when I say religious? When they ask you, how are you? Oh, nyaminado. Meanwhile, you and God, you have not even seen each other for the past week. (laughs) So it's just a religious way of speaking. But that was not God's intention. His intention was that the word will be close to you, in you, around you, and will build you up and help you. But rather, when the word is coming, we stretch our legs to sleep. So tell your neighbor, if you have nothing to do, don't do it here. (sighs) Here, we respect the word of God that is able to give you life. Hey, the church has become quiet again. What did, what did Joseph give? What did, I said Joseph. What did Jesus give to Lazarus? It was only word. It was just word. It wasn't medicine. It wasn't injections. It wasn't anything. It was just a word. That's all. Just a word. So if you have had an encounter with the word of God, you will understand what I'm saying. Yeah. And if you haven't, I hope that you will have an encounter with the word of God today. Amen. 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 Are you there? Some people are looking at me like this. I'm also looking at you. Mm. 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 Ask a neighbor, is there somebody home? Is there anybody around? I'm talking to a young man who is looking either at his phone or something. I'm just, eh, can you see him? Yeah, that, that, right there. Row one, two, three. I'm just watching him. Eh, that guy, yeah, yeah, that guy. Eh. You are now coming home. I'm also watching you. Mm. Mm. <laughs> hey, why? Is it by force? Hey, please, oh. You are here in the house of God. In the house of God, we do what God wants us to do. 
if you wanted to read your phone, you'd have stayed at home. Hey, but if you have come here, you have come here because God has ordained it that you should hear a word today that will help you. Amen. If you are in the church, you don't know how to sit down. Sit well before I get to you. Sit properly. Sit well. Sit down properly. Uh-huh. Mm, thank you. Now, mommy, we cry again. You have not seen anything. <laughs> no. But you see, I have come to see that it's Christians who don't respect their God. Yeah. I lived for 15 years in the north. I never saw, I mean, as they are praying, you be child. Who? Who be you? You walk across. You can even be the owner of what? They don't care that you're walking across. As they are praying, you must be joking. But Christians, in the middle of the preaching, getting up, walking out, it's like, we rather, we rather. Hey, allow me to say, mm. are you in the church or you have traveled? Yeah. So as long as God gives me life, I will fight the battle that. Mm. Because it is as we respect the things of God. You see, somebody who you don't respect, he doesn't bring anything to you. Have you gone to a house where they have shouted at you and sacked you and you've gone again? You will never go there. Some of you, you go door to door doing uh, what? Anything. When you go and knock on the door, you are selling tomatoes. When they insult you, you don't go there again. The day they need tomatoes, they better find their way to the market. (laughs) Hallelujah. But I believe that God is going to speak to us this morning or this afternoon. And I believe that if you will allow God to speak to you, I would like to know what this mic is doing here. I'm sure it's what they were looking for. Ah. Good. <laughs> the title of my sermon this afternoon is What Jesus Has Done for You. What Jesus Has Done for You. In this, our religious nation, where we speak about we, our speech cry is giving honor to God that we don't believe in or respect. We don't even realize that we don't believe in him. But it is when you see our actions, that's when you know we don't believe in him. Some of you, when you are in trouble, that's the only time you go looking for anything about God. And you think that God is a magician. I give him 20 CDs and he gives me a miracle. Then you don't know God. There are also others of you. When you need God or when you need help, then you go to a malam. Please, so I didn't call your name. (laughs) Are you there? And the reason is because it is possible to be in church. It is possible to be comfortable around religious things. It's possible even to be in church and like church. After all, you come and hear music. There's some dancing. Eh, is that how you dance in church? Where should we go and dance? You are the one who does double life. You go to disco small. You go to uh, uh, church small. But we for whom church is all we have, our everything is here. When we want to watch a film, we watch it here. When we want to dance, we dance here. When we, uh-huh, so please understand us. Uh-huh, thank you very much. I don't know why I'm saying these things, but I believe the Holy Ghost knows. Amen. So it's possible to be coming to church every single day and not even really understand what we are about or what you are about. 
I found when I gave my life to Jesus Christ that I didn't really understand what he had done for me. I didn't really get it. I didn't understand why he had to die on the cross. It made absolutely no sense to me. I knew it was possible. I believed that it was true, but I did not understand why. And as a fresh believer, I went to find out why. By the grace of God, I found out. Are you there? Yeah. Last week, I shared with you that Jesus is different from every other religious leader. And I shared with you some of the reasons why. I shared with you the things he used to say some of which that the film stars were trying to show us. He was unique and he was different because of the things he said. Yeah. I am the way. I'm the truth. I'm the life. Are you there? Nobody comes to the Father except by me. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the good shepherd. I am the light of the world. He said so many profound things that he was either totally crazy or totally right. Take your choice. But I assume that since you've come to sit in the church, it's because you think that it is true. Are you here? We also said that he was very unusual because of his miracles. Even in the Bible, we don't find so many people doing miracles. Moses didn't do many. In fact, we had only one instance, I think, of the miracles of healings and stuff like that. We didn't see healings much. So many prophets in the Bible, powerful people, but we don't relate them to, 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 to healers. Are you there? Yeah, so many. If you, you just think about the different prophets, if you know them, that is. <laughs> Joshua, who did he heal? Samuel, who did he heal? Nahum, Job. Are you there? Give me the prophets. Habakkuk, who did he heal? Ezra. Nehemiah, Jeremiah, Obadiah. Hey, I think we like the ayah, ayah. <laughs> Please take your name and add ayah. <laughs> Micaiah. You know, we saw them doing various things, but not so much healing. It was the coming of Jesus. We saw Ezekiel, uh, Elijah and Elisha do one, two, be, but it wasn't much. But we see Jesus coming and really doing unique, unique miracles. The healing of blind Bartimaeus. He walks into Peter's house, and as he gets into Peter's house, he finds out Peter's mother-in-law is sick. Oh, a bit cool chop, no problem. He's, I mean, she's healed. And those were things that Jesus did. That's why we sing about the fact that he was, he went walking about doing good. Yeah. Are you there? Yeah. He went walking about doing good. Amen. We watched Jesus resurrect the dead in the Bible. We talked about this last week. We talked about him walking on water. Have you been doing some practice walking on water? <laughs> we talked about the fact that he stilled the storms. And all of these things are things which I don't know of any other religion that can say it. We talked about his provision, his ability to provide. In fact, his ability to provide is one of the reasons why I know that this generation, you don't believe God. Because I watch you as you worry yourself. I watch you as you use the ways of the world to solve your problems. I watch you as you cry over things you've not asked him about because you don't really believe that he could do it. Yay. <laughs> Are you there or you have traveled? Should I preach or I shouldn't preach? 
Are you here this afternoon? You see. So I'm saying all this to say to you that this message is very crucial because you need to understand exactly who we have believed. Now, when I shared this message last week, I left one point. And that's the point I want to deal with in order to show you what Jesus actually has done to us and for us. Amen. I left out one point about the uniqueness of Jesus, which was the fact that he died a very special and supernatural death that he himself predicted. It was predicted in the Old Testament, but he himself talked about his dying. Amen. He told of things to come. And we're going to look through the scriptures. Some of you don't like the scriptures. You don't understand that that's where the power is. Hey, the church is quiet again. Ask your neighbor, quote one scripture for me, just one, not John 3.16. Every, every bird knows that one. Ask your neighbor, one scripture, one. And if you cannot even quote a scripture, it should show you your situation. Hey, are you there? There was a time when Jesus was being tempted of the devil. He had finished fasting. He had finished praying. And the devil presented himself. I have come. And he came to cause problems. Jesus did not send for angels. Jesus did not start fasting. Jesus did not return to heaven. He just began to bore word. Tell your neighbor to bore word. When the devil comes to see you, I wonder what word you are going to be quoting. Are you now going to say, eh, excuse me, let me look for my, my Bible. Excuse me, it's under my bed where I left it. Let me, let me charge my phone. Then I'll open my Bible and you'll see. That's why the scripture needs to be in you. Are you there or you have traveled? I was also an unbeliever when I was on campus. And when I gave my life to Christ, it was just before national service. And I went back to the same campus to do my national service. And one day I was walking with a Christian friend of mine. And as we were walking, I met one of my old troublemaker friends. Who... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. In those days, all my friends were boys because my cause was just, yeah. It was that cause. Very few girls. So I had only, we were only a few girls and all the rest were guys. So I met one of these guys. And he proceeded to try to wrap this Christian friend of mine. And I told him, look, this thing, look, please, this like, we. Are you there? And he kept on talking and talking. Then I remembered one of the few scriptures that I knew at that time. Because I was a fresh believer. I was now learning and coming. I'm showing you why you must learn the scripture. So he said something to this friend of mine. I could see that she was getting confused. Then I remembered the scripture. And I called him and I said, Doreen, the scripture says, answer not a fool according to his folly, lest he be wise in his own conceit. And I remember that my friend looked at me and said, ah. End of discussion and argument. There comes a time when it is the word of God that you need to know to deliver you. Hallelujah. And the reason is because the word is Jesus himself. In John chapter 1, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. So when you start to invoke the word of God, it's God you have brought into your matter. Hallelujah. Are you with me? 
this morning. So I'm saying to you that in this, in this same word, Jesus predicted what was going to happen to him. And I'm saying so much about the word because we are about to read scriptures. And so I'm trying to give injection to those of you who sleep when scriptures are coming. Mm-hmm. 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 Tell your neighbor, sit well, because I'm seeing some people. Sit well. Uh-huh. Sit well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but why? Have they brought us to school? We have brought you to church. <laughs> Amen. Let us look at what Jesus said. Matthew chapter 26 and verse 2. He was, Jesus was speaking when he said, you know that after two days is the feast of the Passover and the son of man, that's how he used to call himself, is betrayed to be crucified. So he knew already. Nobody was about to surprise him. He already knew. Please, do you know your tomorrow? Is there anybody here who can tell me that tomorrow at such and such a time, this is going to happen by all means? Even tomorrow, we don't know. He's talking about two days ahead. Even, <laughs> he even discussed his burial. In the same Matthew 26, verse 11 and 12, he was telling them when the woman poured the perfume over him, she said, for the poor you have always with you, but me you have not always. He knew he was about to leave. For in that she had poured this ointment on my body, and she did it for my burial. Jesus said, she's preparing me to be buried. I know already. It's nothing new. Are you there? On top of that, he knew that as part of his going to die, somebody would betray him. And he knew who the somebody was. Matthew 26, from verse 21, as they were eating, he said, Verily I say unto you that one of you shall betray me. Immediately the disciples, they lost their appetite. They didn't feel like eating anymore apart from Judas himself. And they began to ask, hey, who? Who is it? Who is it? Verse 23. He answered and said, He that dips his hand with me in the dish, the same will betray me. The Son of Man goes as it is written of him, but woe unto that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would have been good for that man if he had not been born. Even Pontius Pilate, Jesus never said that it would have been better for him not to be born. Are you there? Judas was still sitting there. You see, sometimes in your life when you're about to do something very foolish, God actually speaks to you. And he actually sends you warnings. He actually sends it. Sometimes, you see, this one, they were just sitting at a meal. But Judas missed it. He didn't see that all these, most of us, if we're about to steal, and they come and say somebody's about to steal, we'll give up the plan. Won't do it again. Judas could not see that it was his opportunity. He couldn't hear. Can you hear? Can you hear? Some of you, your stubbornness is what is killing you. It's true. Yeah, can, can, can. You can't hear. Hey. Mm. So Judas, he continued eating. <laughs> and he stayed there. When they were doing the first comedian, he ate some. You see, that's why you have to see that all those things don't mean that you are safe. You have to understand it. The guy was present when all the miracles were happening. The walking on water, he was there. The raising of Lazarus, he was there. Yet, look at his end. Amen. Amen. Then, Jesus began to give some short-term prophecies. 
Matthew 26, in verse 31, 32, he said, all of you will be offended because of me this night. So in other words, you are all going to run away and leave me tonight. For it is written, and he's now telling them why, I will smite the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will shall be scattered abroad. I thought they would start begging, please don't let it happen. But somehow, they didn't hear. Just like how you are in church and sometimes you don't hear. Ask your neighbor, today, are you hearing? Today, are you hearing? <laughs> hey, he told them, they are going to strike me and when they strike me, all of you, scatter, you are going to run away. Then, he gave even more specific directions and prophecies to Peter. Matthew 26, verse 34. Verily I say unto you that this night before the cock crows, you deny me three times. Hey. The church is very quiet. Oh. Mm? And you know, this chapter, you should take your time and go and read through. You will see all the things he said. I have skipped over quite a lot. But he said things. In other words, he was not surprised at all. Even when, before they came to catch him, in verse 32, he said, after I am risen again, I will go before you to Galilee. So he knew that he would rise up again and he would go to Galilee. And he told them, are you in the house? So it's not like some of you think that Jesus, when they caught him, they mobber. By mistake, he didn't know. He knew exactly what was going to happen. And this is the reason why he came to earth. Are you there? He took them to the garden. He said, he's going to pray. Because you see, a part of him was man. And there's no man. Have you ever had injection before? When you're having an injection, do you say, oh yeah, no be anything. Come. Most of the time, that small injection, you see how we become like a lizard. Media, I have to look somewhere. If I see the needle, I can't. I have to just look some. So when they take the thing and they turn the bottle, shame. Then my eyes also go somewhere. Because, hmm, as it is coming. But not Jesus. He knew exactly what was going to happen. So he went to go and pray. And as he was going to pray, he took some pieces, his disciples with him. And in Matthew 26, verse 40, he asked them that, ah, one hour cry, you couldn't watch with me to pray. Those of you who can't pray one hour, Jesus is asking you, one hour pay, you can't pray. Just one hour. And by verse 46, and he went and came three times. Ah, are you still sleeping? Are you still sleeping? After I said, okay, sleep on. Sleep on. Then in verse 46, verse 46, the same Matthew 26, he said, rise, let us be going. Behold, he is at hand that doth betray me. Judas had not yet appeared. He said, they are coming. They are coming. They are coming. Get up. They are coming. The one who is about to betray me is coming. Yeah. So he knew. So it's not that he was still praying and then they came, by force came and go, no, 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 they are coming. Let's go. Let's get there. They are coming. They are coming. So, you know, he knew exactly what was going to happen. Now, did it happen as he said? Let's just check something. In Matthew chapter 28, by this time, he has been crucified already. And then the women had gone to the um, tomb to try and go and see whether they can stop the body from stinking too quickly. And when they got there, they met an angel. Look at what the angel said. Matthew chapter 28, verse 5. The angel answered and said unto the women, Fear not ye, for I know that you seek Jesus, which was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen, as he said. Are you seeing that? As he said. 
just like he said, he's risen. Come and see the place where the Lord lay and go quickly and tell his disciples that he's risen from the dead and behold, he goes before you to where? Do you remember? Which verse was it? Was it not verse 32? He said, when I rise up, I'll go to Galilee. He rose up and the angel said, he, please go and tell them he's going to Galilee. Hallelujah. Oh, I said, hallelujah. As the women turned to go, and they were on their way, in verse 10, in verse 10 of Matthew 28, they met Jesus himself, and he said, don't be afraid. Go and tell them that they should go to Galilee, and when they get there, they will see me. They will see me. Hallelujah. I think it's a good place to put your hands together for Jesus. Amen. So, in the uniqueness of Jesus Christ, in the uniqueness of Jesus Christ, Every other leader of every other religion has a grace where he is laid. Jesus has no grief. Jesus has no grief. And he has no grief because just as he said, I would die and I'll be resurrected, he did exactly that. And it is because of this shedding of the blood that he did for us and the resurrecting from the dead, that is why I can now stand here this morning and tell you uh, to, about what it means for you. Wow. Are you there? Yeah. What did I say the title of my preaching is? Uh-huh. What Jesus has done for you. Because you can easily listen to all this and say that, And so what? I'm not a part, guys. I was polite. You can even say, so what? And some, how many years ago, somebody came, and the person came, and he lived, and he died, and he hung on a tree, and okay, so what? <laughs> so this is my answer today to the so what, and so what, and so what, and so what. The first thing that you should know is that because of his dying and his resurrection, everything that he came to say to us, when he was on earth, it has now, it is now for us. It's now for us. Are you there? Yeah, it's now for us. Because, remember, he said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Why was he the way, the truth, and the life? Why is it that nobody comes to the Father except through him? Because he is the one who said, I'm collecting your sin, I'm going to die, and then I've paid the price so that you can walk in straight. He's the one who said it. Nobody else. Every other religion comes. You must do this. You must do that. Unless you do this. Unless you do that. Unless you do that. Every other religion comes with its own requirements and its own weight. And its own problems and its own things that you have to do. It is only Jesus who says that the only thing that you need to do is to be, is, is just accept me. Accept that I have paid. Accept that I have paid. Accept that I have paid. So through what he did, the things he said, we can now receive it. We can now receive it. Are you in the house? I am the light of the world. Have you ever been in a place and darkness has caught you there? You can't see your way. And so when you are a Christian, you are a believer, and you can't see your way, your situation is very pitiful. And it is because you don't know that Jesus is the provider of the light. So you are there. Should I marry Ajwa? Or should I marry Akosia? And you are standing there. Walking back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Should I this? The one who will give you the light as to which one is Jesus. Meanwhile, he's the one you didn't ask. You used your mind. 
to look for a spouse. Your mind only. Of course, you have to use your mind to a point. <laughs> but you use worldly things. In the world, if you are looking for a spouse, you have to find a girl who is beautiful. Uh-huh. But beauty ain't got nothing to do with how she's going to treat you in the house. It's got nothing to do with it. If it's a guy, he's got to be a guy with some weight. You know what I mean by some weight? Yeah, he's got to have some weight. He's got to have something. You see? Yeah. There are some of you young ladies, you think that it is, it is, it is money the guy must bring. You can have all the money in the world, though. If there's no character, you'll be more miserable than any. Oh, it is true. Have you ever, or maybe you don't have any friend whose husband has a leaking eye. She has said, every girl that's passing, his eyes are leaking. Leaking eyes. Yeah. But when you know Jesus, who is the light, he sheds that, you see, he sees more than you can see. When I got married, my husband didn't even own a plate. The only thing that he had in life was the love of God and the ability to work, good potential. That's all he had. I said plates he didn't have. The day we married, to, when the following morning to make breakfast, you know, you know, you don't go to the honeymoon immediately. You have a couple of days. I had to go and look in our gift box. That perchance, has somebody dashed us plates? Uh, you are quiet now. But my Lord had shone light, so I knew that this is God's choice for me. 32 years down the line. Was I wrong or I was not wrong? I said, now the 32 years have passed. Was, I, was the Lord right or he was wrong? 32 years down the line. Does it matter that he didn't have a plate when he married me? But you are there. Nya, 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 nya. Hey, this brother, he's nice. I like him, but he doesn't have this and this and that. And that. You better look for the light. The light, his name is Jesus Christ. What does Jesus say about him? Yeah. What does Jesus say? What does Jesus say? Let me talk to some silly girls. Sit down, please. Maybe you are as silly as I was. I also had a list of things that I wanted. The list had 10 points on them. Including the fact that the person should have hair on his chest. I wonder. You are laughing. You are laughing. Meanwhile, you as the man should have white teeth. You are not laughing about that one. <laughs> Are you in the house? <clears throat> I remember that when I finally was having to decide, I realized that on that list, God had given me only two of the ten things. Two out of ten. In other words, all the eight were irrelevant. Ir absolutely unnecessary things. You are laughing, but you are like that. 
I'm just sharing that Jesus is the light. Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying. What does he say about the matter? What does he say? Some of you, you have gone, you have used the world's parameters to pick your job. You don't know that there is a job, that the job, it can resemble Satan. Oh, yeah. It can resemble Satan. Recently, I was talking to somebody. The person is not well. The person is not well. And it's the job that pays. It's a hefty monthly something for her illness. I would have thought that you, this job, you know that the person is not well. So you will minimize the... Hi. They are collecting their pound of flesh hour by hour. Our mountain of the Lord, Krawanyama. You would have thought that because you know that this person needs this thing, you would just reduce the... Oh, 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 oh. Leave, Krawanyama. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just talking to you. Those of you who use the things of the world. Yeah. But he's the light. He says, I'm the good shepherd. A shepherd is somebody who keeps their sheep away from danger. When you see that the danger is coming, cry, have you not seen the good ones, not the foolish ones who walk behind the animals? The good ones walk in front and you see them standing on the edge of the road so that all the animals stand back. Then the cars come and pass. Then they pass. That's a good shepherd. And you have a good shepherd to shepherd your life. And to show you that pass here and not there. A good shepherd telling you that sit down and, 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 and read this thing for the exam. But you are playing the fool. You are following some human beings who say they have got apple. They will withhold your results. Yeah. I'm just sharing with you what, by virtue of what he did, what he has become, and it's a real thing. It's not just, oh, and the way the truth and the life, bibi keke, keke. He says, I am the door. Where are you trying to go that you can't go? He is the door. Did you consult him? Or you have gone to make your own door? And after making your own door, when you brought down the wall, you discovered that there's nothing behind the wall. And the reason why there's nothing behind the wall is because the wall is a wall. It is a door that opens into a room, not a wall. Yeah. I'm talking to somebody. Because many of you, you are making your own way. You think that you can, you have, I've collected my life. And meanwhile, you are a Christian and you are using the world's standards to do what you are doing. And then when you get the results of the world, then you start crying. He, where is God? Where do you think he is? He's exactly where he was when you left. I am the door. <laughs> I am the door. Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. Are you not a sheep? He called us a sheep. If you are a sheep, ask him, where is the door? Lord, I, I feel that I want to do something with my life. I need a job. Where is the door? But you won't even ask. You will sit down like every roaming human being, calculating. I remember when I wanted to go and do further studies outside. In those days, Ghana was a disaster. And so people were desperate to leave. Students, they will write 50 application letters. You see, you don't understand what it means to write 50 application letters. 50 application letters also means 50 copies of your transcripts. <laughs> it also means 50 copies of your certificate. It also means 50 copies of everything that you are required to bring. Me, I was a young Christian, but I, I believed the word. 
And I said, Lord, it's only one school I can go to. Or you can go to three or five. I said, it's only one I can go. So if I'm to go, please guide me. He brought me by three means, three addresses. So I applied to three places. And when I applied, I waited. Two went through. When the two came, Lord, which one is it? He had his ways of showing me which one. You see, at a point, you have to engage your brain. This one is UK. It's giving you scholarship, only tuition. This one is Norway that nobody knows. I'd never even heard the name before. I didn't even know where it was on the map. But it was bringing tuition, living expenses, accommodation, everything. If you use small nyans, and which one will you? Small wisdom. But we still prayed about it. And then we went. And clearly, we could see that it was the door. Clearly. Clearly. You, you just wake up. You say, oh, my friend went to this place. So I'm going, at least check it out with him. He's your door. He's your light. Why are you looking at what other people do? Ah, is the door of your friend the same as yours? Even two brothers from the same house, who, from the same genes, who eat the same food, went to the same school, their road is different. How much more your friend who was born across the town? <laughs> I'm talking to you today, la. It was because of what he, da- he did. You see, we see him doing the miracles on earth while he was walking here. But because he went all the way through to the cross and rose again, the same miracles he did then are the same miracles we can enjoy today. Same. Same. Not another source. And it's very important because I watch nowadays, I marvel as people are doing all kinds of strange things for miracles. Be careful. Be careful. The Bible tells us that in the last days, there will be false prophets. And the false prophets are reigning supreme. They are a lot. They are a lot. And the Bible says that they will be so close to the true that it's even difficult to tell. Difficult to tell. Somebody comes and tells you, buy this water for 500 Ghana cities and it will heal you. I, I don't see it in the Bible. Freely you have received. Freely give. That's what I see there. That's what I see. So I have not asked you to go and stand somewhere and say, this is a false prophet. I'm saying that you just do your own measure and know where to stay. Mm. Hey. Are you there? Because I see people going for miracles in all kinds of places, including fetish priests. You see, some of you are doing like it's not you we are talking about. Oh. And you don't have to go far. Even Bwedi here, there are fetish priests there. Oh, yes. Yeah, just here. You don't have to go far. And some of you are going. Mm, young as you are. You have already visited one or two. I pray that God will make you see the devil in the night. It will make you run to him. <laughs> It will make you run. No, it's true. It will make you run to him. It will make you run to him. When you see the devil once, you say, hey, is that what I was going for? One day, a certain brother, he went to some place. He was a Christian, but he followed a friend to a certain place. Because they told him that when you go to this place, you'll get a lot of money, blah, 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 blah. And he went. And when he went, he went with a friend to go and do whatever they were going to do. He himself told the story. 
And then, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm laughing. <laughs> At a point in the proceedings, then this man, this fetish, whatever, you see, this Christian had managed to convince himself that it's not bad. Uh -huh. So he was there when the fetish priest mentioned some name, took a cup. <laughs> he took a cup and he mentioned the name of the whatever. And they said he should drink. And he left the cup and it remained like this. <laughs> and then they could hear the. <laughs> Our friend said he located the door with the speed of lightning and out. <laughs> yeah. He realized that it's not a joke. It's not a joke. You are looking for a miracle. Jesus is the home of miracles. Jesus is the source of miracles. The miracles are done in the name of Jesus. He is the reason. He has already paid the price for it. Nothing else is required. Hallelujah. Amen. Last week I told you that he calms the storm and he provides for us. Hallelujah. But I also came today, I'm ending very shortly, and I want to share just one profound thing that has come our way because of what he did. Something that no other, they can't even copy it. The others, because the presence of the true gives rise to the fake. Do you understand? There's no fake for Ghana City Notes. Why? Because there's no real. Uh -huh. So a real must exist before the fake exists. So all these other things, the miracles, they are fake miracles. There are all kinds of things. But this one, they have not been able to copy it. They have not been able to copy it. And it is found in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 7 to 8. I'm going to read it first in King James English, because that one too has a power of its own. And it's talking about Jesus in whom we have redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Wherein he has abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence. Now before I give it to you in normal, ordinary, everyday English, I am tempted to just give you the meaning of the word redemption. Dictionary meaning. Can I give you the dictionary meaning of the word redemption? Redemption means an act of atoning for a fault or a mistake. Have you made a mistake before? Uh -huh. So the atonement, that means it's paid for. Redemption means deliverance. Have you ever done something? You need someone to deliver you. It means rescue. The dictionary actually says also that it means deliverance from sin. It also says atonement for guilt. That's just dictionary, English. Repurchase of something sold. Paying off as of a mortgage. Recovery by payment. In other words, by shedding his blood for us, he has bought us back. He has paid already. Are you there? Atonement for a fault. So payment for the fault. You have paid already. He has paid already for the mistake. Some of you are so righteous, you don't think you do anything wrong. And by thinking you don't do anything wrong, you have already done something wrong. 
ask your neighbor, you, that you are looking very innocent, like you don't sin. As I'm looking at your, as I look at your holy face. <laughs> you see, as soon as we start talking about sin, some people get a very holy, righteous look. Be very careful. Be very, very careful. Yeah. I mean, I don't fornicate with anybody. That's the gospel according to you. The gospel according to Jesus Christ says that if you looked at the person with a certain mind, it's the same. Yeah. Hey, the church is very quiet. As some of the dancers are dancing here, going, 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 going. Some of us were enjoying the dance. Some of you, you were looking at things. You have already made other things. Eh, that's why they shouldn't dance in the church. Don't bring yourself. Then you better then, 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 then you better die because there's always something. Those I remember recently, somebody I thought I was preaching. He said something, and then somebody said, "Hey, the sisters should help us." Uh, you people, look, you have not understood it yet. Even if the sisters here help you, those there, so you need to realize that it's you who has to do something. Hey. Hmm. Hmm. Deliverance. What he has done, it has delivered us from so much. It's delivered us from so much. Atonement for guilt. That means that the things that you should be guilty for, because he has paid, you're not guilty anymore. The people who should understand this best, if you're a sister here, you've had an abortion, you should understand this one. When you have an abortion, the only person who knows what you suffer is you. It's you. The guy with whom you had the baby, he is walking free. He's relieved that the baby is gone. If you are told your parents they are happy that you're not, there's no child. You are the one. You, you are the one who sits down there and feels that I've killed somebody. You are very quiet. Yeah, yeah. Some of you, you have, you see, oh me, I don't feel anything. It's because you have done it. When you sin a lot, you become hardened, seared. Your conscience is seared. But when your conscience is alive, oh, I'm a pastor. I've spoken to many people. I've spoken to many people. I remember that I was in the hospital. I just had my first child. And there was a lady there. She was from England. I had my first child in Norway. And this lady, we became friends. And she was chatting with me about an experience she had. The baby that she had was her second. And she told me of something that happened to her when she had her first child. And she said that when she came to the country of Norway, she fell into an abusive relationship. The person used to beat her every day, blah, blah, blah. It's a long story. Eventually, somebody in her office told her that in this country in Norway, you can run away. There are people who will help you. And the person just gave her a phone number. So she called that number, and that's how she came out of the relationship. A few weeks after coming out of the relationship, she discovered that she was pregnant for the man. And she said, I will never go back. And she went, and she had an abortion. And this woman was not a Christian. And she said to me that she didn't think about it. I mean, it's like, what's that life? I can't go back. End of story. She moved on with her life, and as God would have it, years later, she met another man, a Norwegian man, and this time she got married. And after she got married, she got pregnant with a guy, and she went to have her first baby. And she said, when she delivered that first child, 
and they put the child into her, hand, her arms. She suddenly remembered the abortion. And she said to the shock of everybody there, she broke down crying. If you can imagine a British woman, they're not like us. We shout and wail by heart. But they don't do that. But she said, she suddenly found herself saying, what have I done? What have I done? What have I done? It was as she held that first child that she suddenly realized that that thing she had removed was a person. And that's the experience of many people who have had an abortion. Guilt. It just stays there. And if you have been guilty before, you should know that there is no omo that removes it. That there is no parazum that removes it. That there is no scrubbing brush to remove guilt. 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 And it will stay with you. It becomes like a rocking chair. Some of you, when you want to even go and witness to somebody else, then the devil reminds you, are you not the one who was masturbating two days ago? And it is guilt. It's guilt that closes your mouth. Guilt. Guilt. But that's why I'm happy to announce to you that that word redemption means the removal and the atonement for guilt. Hallelujah. And that is why we stand and we say that if you believe in Jesus Christ, there's nothing, nothing that you can't be forgiven for. Because of atonement. He paid. He paid. That's what it means. Atonement for guilt. It's done. So you cannot come and accuse me. Have you ever done something when you remember it? Then, yes, you become cold again. Yeah, yeah, that's guilt. But he has paid. He has paid. Human beings may not know, but he has paid. Let me read this verse to you in the message. The message Bible. Because of the sacrifice of the Messiah, his blood poured out on the altar of the cross. And we are a free people, free from penalties and punishments chalked up by all our misdeeds. And not just barely free either, but abundantly free. He thought of everything and provided for everything that we could possibly need. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. Are you understanding today? I pray that you don't go and do anything foolish, but when you do, when you ask for forgiveness, that's it. It's done. It's over. It's over. Are you in the house or you have traveled? I am reminded of a story. Don't worry. We are ending soon. Ask your neighbor, is it because of you they are saying that? <laughs> I'm reminded of a story of a young boy and his sister who went to visit their grandmother. And the grandmother used to have this very nice, fat, juicy hen that she really liked. And every morning they'll have to feed the hen and the hen would go into town walking around. Well, one day, the little boy was playing. He was throwing stones and he was playing. And his stone went and knocked the hen. And the hen fell down dead. He said, hey, I am dead. How am I going to tell grandma that I have killed her hen? His big sister was there. And the big sister saw everything. And he told the big sister, I can't go and tell grandma I have killed the hen. I have to bury the hen. 
And the sister said, yeah, it's true. We can't tell her. So he dug a deep pit and he buried the hen. That evening, grandma came. No hen. Grandma said, where is my hen? Nobody knew. In the evening, <laughs> in the evening, many houses, if water is not flowing inside the house, they wash all the dishes once a day in the evening. That was how the house was in the village. The sister packed all the place together and went to her little brother. He said, uh-huh. That hen. <laughs> said, the washing, no. Washing. <laughs> it's for you. The brother said, oh, but it's too much. You have to open it. Said, Look, otherwise I'll tell grandma. <laughs> so the little boy had to sit down. He washed and he washed and he washed and he washed. Two and a half hours, almost three hours, and then he was finished. The following day, grandma woke up. Where's my hen? Where's my hen? Boy said, we have not seen the hen. We don't know. In the evening. <laughs> The sister piled all the dishes. And she came to call her brother again. Said, mm-hmm. The brother said, ah! He said, hey, I'll tell you. I'll tell. The little boy sat down. He washed and he was, hey! Day three, day four, day five. The little boy realized that, hey, look. Look. <laughs> if... <laughs> if <laughs> If something doesn't happen, I, I, I can't be. I'm going to watch this thing. Then the small boy got an idea. He came to the grandma. <laughs> grandma said, What's wrong with you, grandma? If I tell you, you're going to be so angry with me, you will kill me. All that. Grandma said, Oh, what is it? What is so bad? <laughs> Some of you young ones looking at me, you know how to cry so that it will pull, pull the heart strings. Yeah. So grandma said, you tell me. I promise I won't do anything. Uh, grandma. 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 Grandma, the hen. Grandma said, eh? what about my hen? Grandma, it was not intentional. It was a mistake. I was playing with the stones. Oh, they just threw it. And Grandma Beef looked at the stone, hit the hand, got up, and it fell down. Grandma, the way I know that you like the hand, that's why I couldn't tell you I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm Grandma. I'm sorry. Grandma said, oh, oh, it's okay, it's okay. It's okay. No, no, okay, okay. It's okay. Don't cry anymore. It's okay. It's okay. Grandma went to the fridge, even took some coke, opened it, gave it. Don't cry anymore. It's okay. That evening, sister was not there when brother was crying. And that evening, she collected all the bowls and the pots and the saucepans and the everything and brought the bowl. Brother? Wash. Brother said, I'll wash. She said, hey, I'll tell grandma. 
I'll wash. Look, if you don't wash, this is your last warning. I'm going to tell grandmother, la, 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 I told her myself I won't wash. The little boy was free. Satan has been caning you. He has been lashing you. Bring your money. Bring your peace. Here is sickness because of Eve. Because of Adam. We have been collecting it. We have been collecting it. We have been crying. We have been saying. But I'm happy to announce to you. Because of the cross of Jesus Christ. Because of the blood of Jesus Christ. We too, like the small boy, we can stand and say, na, 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 na. Jesus has already paid. I don't have to pay you one kobo, one person. I won't wash. Hey, tell Zeta, I won't wash. The blood of Jesus has washed us free already. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. My last point, because of what Jesus has done for us, there is resurrection from the dead. And in closing, I read a scripture from 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 51. I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet for the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed for this corruptible must put on incorruption in other words this body that spoils will be changed for one that does not spoil and this mortal body will put on immortality so when this corruptible, this corruptible body, when it puts on incorruption and the mortal shall put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, grave, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin. And the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Stand to your feet. <laughs> Hallelujah. If you are clapping for Jesus, clap properly. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Because of what he has done, we are free. Because of what he has done, we don't have to pay ourselves. Because of what he has done, Jesus has made himself everything for us. Just thank him. 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 His name is Jesus. Just thank him. Just thank him. Because of him, we will go to heaven. Because of him, the devil cannot accuse us anymore. Because of him, we have a present and we have a future. Because of him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
Oh, give him praise, give him praise, give him praise that he should choose such as us. Give him praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we thank you. We thank you. We are grateful. We are grateful. We are grateful. Hallelujah. I don't know what there's this song just rising up in my spirit. Lift up your voice and worship him. Thank him for his presence. 
Thank him for his blessing. Thank him for the healing power that comes over you today. Give him praise. Give him praise. Give him praise. Give him praise. Oh Jesus, thank you. Thank you for your presence this afternoon. Yes, Lord. Thank you. Thank you for saving us, for healing us, for choosing us, for calling us, for washing us, for removing stain from us. Thank you for removing guilt from us. Thank you for dying on the cross for us. Thank you for your blood. Thank you for shedding it for us. Thank you that you looked at us in all our mess. But you had only mercy towards us. Thank you. Thank you for allowing us to partake of your glory. We are grateful. We are so grateful. We are so grateful. We are so grateful. This afternoon as every head is bowed and every eye is closed Maybe you came to church on your own Maybe somebody invited you Maybe you come all the time, but the question is, have you accepted Jesus as your Lord and your Savior? Have you accepted that he has poured his blood, shed his blood for you and for me? Has that blood been activated on your behalf? Is your name written down in his book as somebody who has accepted him? I'm not asking which church you have been to before. I'm not asking whether you've had a miracle in your life before. I'm asking you if all is well between you and your Savior. And if the answer is no, if the answer is I'm not sure, then it's my pleasure to bring you an invitation this afternoon. I invite you to receive the Lord Jesus as your Lord and as your Savior. To receive him by saying that I accept that sacrifice. I accept redemption. I accept being cleansed from sin. I accept being forgiven. I accept being set free, truly free. You are here as every head is bowed, every eye is closed. You've not given your life to Jesus, but you would like to. Lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. Lift it up. Lift it up. God bless you. Don't look at your friend or your neighbor. Just lift it up. God bless you. I see the hands. I see the hands. All over the room, I see the hands. I see the hands. If you've lifted up your right hand, just come to me. I want to pray with you. Just come. I want to pray with you. I want to lead you in a prayer, just accepting the sacrifice of Jesus. He says that if you confess it, what you believe in your heart, you need to say it in order to be saved. I'm not asking you to, to, to pay anything. I'm asking you to come and give your life to Jesus. God bless you. Step out and come. Step out. If your heart is beating, you are the one he's calling step out and come. No friend has died for you. No friend should stop you from coming. God bless you as you come. God bless you. Keep coming. Keep coming. Keep coming. Keep coming. Keep coming. Keep coming. 
God bless you as you come. If your heart is beating, it's a sign that he's calling you. He's calling you. He's calling you. He's calling you. Step out and come. In these last few minutes, step out and come. Step out and come. Step out. If you are standing in front, I want you to pray this prayer after me. You want to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Please wash me in the blood of Jesus. Cleanse me from my sins. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from today, you are my Savior and you are my Lord. I thank you for, for saving me. Lord Jesus, from today, I belong to you. The devil can no longer trouble me because I don't belong to him. I thank you for dying for me. Amen. Father, I thank you for each young one standing here, every lady, every gentleman, every boy, every girl. As they have given their lives to you, may they never go back again. Lift them up, keep them, watch over them. One day, may they stand to testify that they gave their lives to Christ on a certain Sunday afternoon. Thank you for saving them. In Jesus' name, amen. that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, follow us on Facebook, Dr. Joy Felipe Bruce, and on Instagram and Twitter at FLIEDRC. God richly bless you.